Welcome to the Four Listeners Program. Welcome aboard, everybody. Thanks for checking us out this week. What up, everybody? I'm Spear, and on the mics with me this week is the Z-Man. What is up, Z? I'm gonna make love to your woman. I'm gonna lay you down by the fire. Make it love, grab it, love, grab it, love, grab it, love, Okay, love, all right, love. okay, all right. That's that's more than enough. Thank you very much. <laughs> on the other mic is the mighty Cantor. What is up, Cantor? How you doing, buddy? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? Also good. Also good. Excellent. Uh, joining us tonight is a... How long ago was the last time he did this show? Uh, a former former guest. Please welcome back Q. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Living the life. How long oh, ago? We need, he needs a better intro than that, man. Well, well, so I'm going to try to get there. How long ago you did you did the Valentine's Day show? I think? That was like yeah, it was like it was like one of our first years. I think it was like <laughs> like one of our first half a dozen shows. So, are you a genuine super fan, or do you just feel sorry for us? Oh no, I listen all the time. Like I, it's a two mile walk home, so I would put you guys on and get me through part of the the, uh, the way there. And then I would, you know, switch over to like either Nerdist or uh, Adam ruins everything. Well, and and he was also the uh, he, he was also part of the panel that our that did our little American Idol thing there for you there Z when we uh... absolutely awful, awful, awful. Awful, which is what the Giants were. I'm just going to say it, okay? Before you guys <laughs> do even, it. We can't even call you out? No, fuck you. you. I'm going to get there before you, you do, you motherfuckers. Don't steal that from no, us. No, no, fuck you. I'm stealing it from you, okay? The Giants were terrible, and they lost in a 61-yard field goal by a rookie kicker. They said that's what happened, okay? Granted, the Giants a, suck. They're 0-3. There's a bright side. What's the bright side? You're one of the famous Owens now. Terrell Owens, Owen three, Owen three. Oh, that's ah, terrible. Ah, 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 Owen Hart. We have we have standards, sir. Oh my God! Oh. All right. When did that happen? <sighs> this week, something must be done about organ donors. Uh, t- and Q is going to help us out with this. Q, you are the recent recipient of a kidney. Yes, two months uh, as of next Tuesday. And why did you need this kidney? Uh, well, my kidneys uh, slowly started to fail. I had kidney disease. I found out in 2008 it was uh, stage one. And then by 2013, it was stage four. And my kidneys completely quit on me January 2015. So at that point, you only have really three options. You can either go on dialysis or you get a transplant. Or the third option is kind of just letting things happen and kill over. So, <laughs> so the third option is death? <laughs> Pretty much. Not That's a great, really it. Not a great option. So, but you were going through the dialysis thing for a while. Yeah, two and a half years. Two and a half years, oh. and that's that's one of those things where you you have to sit in a chair, and and dialysis is they hook you up to a machine and they basically clean your blood. Yes. So I get a little scrub dub, and uh, and that's so, how, how often was that? Uh, three times or, a week, Monday, Wednesday, did Friday. Did you have to get a catheter every time? No, not then. Uh, only after transplant, but um, you didn't really. After a while, you didn't have to pee. Um, so I stopped peeing probably around May of 2015. Like cold turkey, like just no peeing ever, or very None. very little. Like every like like every month or two, maybe a little drip, but yeah, pretty Whoa. much nothing. Does a catheter hurt? Uh, no. Uh, the I got three after I got my transplant um, at the same time. No, no, no. Uh, one after the other. The first one they put in when I was knocked out. Uh, the problem was that my bladder had shrunk, so they it's a guesswork when you put one in. So they go until they can't go anymore. Well, that one wasn't in right, so 
they had to pull that one out, and I was awake for that. You know who else likes you to go until you can't anymore? I hate all of you. Why would we do? Oh my god! Hold on, hold on, hold on. Dude, hold on. this is like Make a Wish. You can't tell the guest on Make a Wish that you hate him. <laughs> yeah. This is his dream. Okay. Yeah. Fuck his dream. Fuck brain. your dream, Ganthor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck all y'all know. motherfuckers. You don't know what my dream is, man. Your dream is to make me miserable. No, it's not. Yes, it is. So you've got you've got one catheter while you were under anesthesia. Yeah, knocked out. And then the wait, second one. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. They pulled out the first one. That's that's the hurdy part, right? Yeah, I was awake for that because it wasn't le- <laughs> it wasn't going out right into the uh, the bag. So yeah. they pull that one, and then the one doc tries to put a new one in, and that one kinked. Oh. So that was painful, and you can just imagine a volcano erupting. So I don't, I don't even know what that means. What are we talking? To, what, what's like, the liquid in this? Just blood shooting right out. Oh, blood or... yeah, it's kind of like flowing oh. over like lava. Oh, oh god. Yeah, that's what I was saying, and I had zlotted. <laughs> it still hurt. Out of your out of your penis. How how long is the tube? That is how much like tube goes inside of you? Oh, it goes all the way into the bladder. So, so I mean, what, it's is a that very like a foot? Tube. Is that like um, two feet? Oh no, it was. Let's see, it was probably like. Three plus, maybe three, three feet. Or four. You had to attach it to your leg, so I had to like strap it to my leg so that I didn't hurt my uh, my twig, shall we say? I don't know if you can say penis on the uh, podcast. You, you, but, you uh, can say penis, you can say okay. dick, balls. <laughs> All right, fuck dick and wands. Yeah, you can say whatever the fuck you want, dude. Yeah. We're, we're explicit. We, oh, yes. Yeah, we have the explicit so, tag. You know, we're okay, Q. Go for it. Oh, yeah. So the nurses had to show me how to make sure I clean everything and detach it to put the new bags on. And so this so uh, it was quite the adventure. I'm going to assume this is a not at all sexy that all these people are touching your dick, right? No. Yeah, did when did you get that, hard at all? No. Especially when you're on that much, like, prednisone. Like, you're more like an emotional wreck than anything. Did they, uh, they give you a little shave, too? Or is it, uh... Oh, yeah, they did. I didn't even notice it first. Like, like, but then I'm like, when I'm, you know, checking everything out, I'm like, oh, well, there, yeah. there we go. You get a little, little, little manscape? Oh, yeah. It's quite nice. They did a really good job. Did you ask who did it? No. But at that point, there had been so many people that it touched my penis. I really didn't want to know who else did or had to. Did you feel like they were judging you when they looked at you? I, I, I say I would show fairly well. I mean, I think I've got a good standard. You just said that you called it. You called it a twig. So I assume that you're I mean, being... twig and berries. No, it's definitely not a twig. I mean, it's uh, okay. I misinterpreted that. I appreciate your candor in these in these questions. And that yeah, I, I'm with Ganther. I hope this is something I never have to experience. Yeah. Oh, I hope you don't either. <laughs> so, what other types of what other types of things did you have to do in order to get right for this? Because if you if your three options were either you know do dialysis for the rest of your life, get a kidney transplant, or die, let's take the third option out of the equation for a second. Going to dialysis three or more times a week is probably yeah. not going to work out long term. So you needed no. to get you needed to get right for the kidney transplant. Um, oh yeah. But so b- before you can get on the list, because there's two lists, right? Once you once you're identified as in need of a transplant, you're put onto a list with, you know, 120,000 other people. Yeah. It's a matter of saying I'm I'm either on the inactive list or the active list. Right. right. I mean, it's essentially the same list. You're just kind of listed as inactive or active. When I got listed initially. I was inactive, um, so I got listed August 3rd, which was actually four years to the day of getting a kidney. Um, I was still a little bit overweight. I was 270, give or take, and you needed to be down to like a 34 BMI, so I had to get down to 230-ish. 
each center is different what they want so i did jefferson so it had to be like a 34 bmi you had to do a ton of testing lots of blood work ekg um, echocardiogram uh, various like chest x-rays and a, a psyche eval with the social worker a financial coordinator talking about if you can actually afford to do the kidney transplant holy shit and they charge so, you money yeah uh i think the bill for me to go in was about two hundred and seventy thousand, give or take and uh, your insurance covers most of that i assume oh yeah all but like a grand and I have one you know, primary insurance in Cigna, and then I have a secondary in Medicare because as a transplant patient, you're actually eligible for it before the uh, normal age of Medicare. So I had to carry two insurances and actually a shout out to the National Kidney Fund who paid for my Medicare uh, for a while. No, no, no. No shout outs unless they paid the advertising fee. <laughs> so as you progressed up the list... You know, as yeah. time as time goes on, you have one of two options: you either get a, a living donor or a deceased donor. And I yeah. know for a while you were chasing the the living donor part. How does that how, how does that work out? It's it, it can be difficult at times. I had a lot of people that tested, and a lot of people that came close. I had one uh, person that was the one of the first ones, and. They got through all the testing, and then towards the end where it's like, all right, it's, it's time to start scheduling. There was something that came up with a, a, a reading, and they didn't – Jefferson didn't like it. Uh, so that person got uh, pushed off, and then they started testing other people. So with a lot of the, the donors, it's just something that came up. Like I had one donor. We had everything scheduled, um, like the, the test the day of the transplant, the day we were going to meet with the various surgeons and the doctors – and then they retested, and then they didn't like something that they saw, and so they had to let that donor go. So I think I went through that I know of about five live donors, and I actually had one lined up towards the end, and they got their testing done August 1st, and then I got the call August 3rd about the kidney that I got. And I was actually the backup for that kidney. So you were the backup? It must be nerve-wracking. At first it was, just because you know you get a call, and most of my calls came in like, 2.30, 3.30 in the morning. Um, so they'd be like, all right, you know, we got a kidney for you. They tell you the, the cause of death. And then they ask you if you're in or not. And obviously, most people say there are, unless they're like far away or vacation. So then the next call is usually like, okay, um, stop eating, stop drinking at a certain point. Uh, just wait for the next call. And then that final call is either come into the hospital or Better luck next time. That's got to be crazy. I remember reading your, your posts of, of all the, it almost happened, it almost happened, and that you, when you actually did, when it did happen, you were like, you didn't you didn't even think it was real, right? No, yeah. I had planned to go to Reading Terminal Market, grab a coffee, maybe get something to eat, and then go home. Yeah, yeah that's but, crazy. So the, yeah. the, po- the posts were all on your, you had this Facebook page to find a kidney for Q. Why were you doing that? Um, it was the easiest way to source a donor, um, because... With social media, people share uh, you know, a, a pinned post that gets out there, gets into their networks, and then someone from their network shares with their network. So it expands, 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 and then you have a bigger pool to source from. Well, you, in, um, the, in the United States, at any, one point, at any one point in time, there's somewhere in the neighborhood of 90,000 to 100,000 waiting recipients for kidneys. And there's, yes. 
there's somewhere what it's the the number of kidney transplants that actually are performed in the United States is somewhere like it's a fraction. It's like twenty thousand. Yeah, I mean the problem is is that the organs aren't available. So you look at the living donor side, people do have a lot of reservations, and I completely understand that. Um, there's you know altruistic donors aren't as common as people think, um, and then so a lot of people want to source their family members. And they're not always a match or eligible to donate. I actually asked uh, you know a couple of cousins where they wanted to, but they were screened out. And then on the cadaver side, not everyone is an organ donor. So then that goes to the family. Sometimes the family doesn't want to do it. And again, that's what I completely understand in that. Or people just aren't. And then, you know, if they don't have a next of kin, they just, the uh, body goes. Yeah, here, here's a stat from the, from the U.S. renal data system. 17,600 kidney transplants were performed in the United States in 2013. And less than a third of those were from living donors. So it's it's hard to find the match for all those reasons. And then you're still, I mean, with 100,000 people waiting for kidneys all over the country, it's, it's a, it's a crapshoot. It's a lottery at that point. The average time, uh, the average time for waiting for a kidney is somewhere in the neighborhood of four years on average. Right. And it and also depends on your region too. And this region is four to six. I actually got four years to the exact day I was listed. So I got really super lucky. Um, some people are waiting much, much longer. Uh, there's like places like in Iowa, uh, there's like the Iowa Methodist. The wait time is 12 to 24 months. What I, what I liked about your Facebook page was, uh, there were, <laughs> there was the before the, the surgery and then there was the after the, before the surgery, things started to get pretty grim there. Cause as you were giving daily updates, it was, you know, still feeling pretty weak, you know, you know, feeling pretty down, and then you know, I, I remember watching you on a Facebook Live, and you were just kind of laying there, and you just looked, you just looked tired. You know, it was like, it was like everything had come kind of crashing down on you. Well, hypotension will do that to you. Um, my blood pressures were running like eighty-eight over fifty at that point. So to give you a perspective, eighty-eight of that, over fifty. Yeah. So like, if I bent over uh, to pick something up, there's, I would probably my uh, vision would go and I'd feel a little like dizzy. I'd have to like sit down or lay down. And towards the end, I, like I would come home from dialysis like at 10 o'clock at night then have to lay on the couch for like half an hour just to feel good enough to go and do something or like eat. And like the last couple of uh, like the last month or so, I wouldn't even bother. Like I had didn't have much of an appetite for anything. And it's tiring, you know, but I'm getting stronger by the day, and you know they're going to let me go back to work October 4th. Uh, so that's going to be a little bit of an adjustment, but uh, one of my coworkers is making spinach dip and mac and cheese, so I am definitely looking forward to work, there you go. if nothing else, for those two things. There you go. And I think that was probably the fun part about the, the Facebook page post-surgery, right? It's the, 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 my favorite thing that I've seen on Facebook was a big bag of pee. Like right after, <laughs> right after the surgery, you posted a big bag of urine. I don't think I've ever been happier. And I think I even said something to this effect. I don't think I've ever been happier to see a big bag of pee. Well, yeah, you and like two, like 2,400 people that kind of viewed that post were pretty darn happy. It's one of the best tracking posts that I've ever done on that page. Yeah, it was That's great. Fine. Yeah, it was great. And, and it's been the, it's, been the stories afterwards some of the recovery you know some of the you know the tribulations with the 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 hole that you have from the surgery you know the the catheter stories you alluded to some of it not as much detail as you've given us thank you very much um <laughs> but there is uh there's quite a bit there too and i 
I, I want to make mention of this because if anybody's listening to this, it was uh, you know go find the find the kidney for Q Facebook page because it's a phenomenal story to go from where he was to where he is now, and and the av- advocacy for other folks too because what I what I see you do sometimes is you'll post other people's kidney pages because you're not the only one with something like this. Right. Yeah, and they'll show up in my like my personal page feed. And, you know, I see it, I read the story, I'm like, all right, you know, what can I do to help? I figure most of the people in my feed would at least share the share their page. They may join it because I know what the struggle is like to try to get a live donor and to go through the disappointment of it not working out. But, I mean, on that note, though, the live donors that do step up and it doesn't work out, it's harder on them than it is on me. Like, I kind of accept it and I move on. And they're, like, upset that they couldn't help. So, I mean, that's one of the things you get, a, you know, people that step up to be live donors are saints, absolute saints. But, you know, the big problem is if people don't step up as live donors, it, it's difficult because the one of the hardest parts about dialysis wasn't the, the pains or, you know, feeling the dizziness and all that other stuff and the two 15 gauge needles in your arm. One of the hardest parts is coming into dialysis and asking where's so and so. And then the answer is, well, they passed on, you know, you become friends with these people and you know they see you as part of their you know dialysis family like you know that was one of the hardest things having to you know get to know someone and all of a sudden they're not there but on the plus side though every now and then it was like oh someone got their kidney and then when, when that happened that was great but well, yeah it's 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 a emotional roller coaster well it didn't just just recently in the news selena gomez was posting about how her how her best friend donated a kidney yeah and that's huge for a transplant because people are going to see that and they're going to say, Oh, that's awesome that that person did it. I should think about doing that. And people, if they want, can go to a center and say, Hey, look, I want to donate to someone, anyone. What can I do? And you have to talk to the center about what needs to be done. But you know, if you want to be an altruistic donor, they'll find someone for you. The, the, the other one, the other one of the option I want to talk about is, um, is that if you, even if you can't match, like if you couldn't match Q, you could still donate a kidney and then they do like a kidney exchange, right? Correct. Like so say I can match somebody else and somebody else has a donor that they want to – that the, the that is was trying to help them out. But they weren't a match either but maybe they were a match for Q or you know, there's it goes – sometimes you're know, like seven, ten levels deep on, on, a, on a switch up, on an on a exchange, right? Correct. Yeah, you can – Basically, what happens is if you know someone has a donor, it doesn't match. Then that center will kind of arrange it with Unos and everyone, and the chain just keeps going. And they try to get as many people as possible in the chain, uh, so that as many people can get a kidney. And sometimes the chain ends, and you know maybe there may be an extra donor or someone still waiting. But that's one of the advantages of it. It's it's that social networking through Unos, who controls it on the national level and with the regional people like. Uh, here in uh, the Philadelphia area, gift of life is the regional people. So if it's not going to be a living donor or it's not going to be a deceased donor, there is a third more sketchy option. There's the so-called black market for <laughs> for body parts. Were, were you ever exposed to any of this kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. I used to get offers all the time on my page, and I would block every last one of them. How, so- I would get offers for, like, you know, you know, fifty thousand, twenty thousand here and there. For what? So they would. Where do they come from? They come from Facebook profiles, like usually it, they're foreign, um, from various parts of the world, 
and they say, hey, you know, if you want, I can sell you my kidney. First off, no one in their right mind should ever buy a kidney. The big problem is, is there's no screening. And if you don't have that screening, it won't work. And two, it's highly, uh, completely illegal here in the U.S. If they get a whiff of it, that you've done that, you know, you're out. There's a uh, there's a stat here. I don't know how accurate it is because it's on it's on a ranker, uh, a wank a wanker page, a ranker Whoa, page. What are you watching? I don't life? know. It's, it's a ranker page. It says here a staggering seventy five percent of the black market organ trade involves the sale of kidneys. Yeah, biggest need. Yeah, um, and it says that at approximately two hundred thousand uh, dollars, you know, that's the going rate for a kidney. You know, most people who need a kidney transplant due to medical issues uh, such as high blood pressure, or diabetes, won't be able to afford it. Right, and, and that's one of the tragic things. I mean, if you don't have private insurance or you don't have someone that'll walk you through signing up for Medicare, it's extremely expensive to do it. I mean, like I said, like I, mine's over like over you know, a quarter of a million to to do mine, and I was just there for like six days. So here's a, another question. Did did you happen to notice anything change about how you viewed life after the kidney transplant? And I asked this in the context of, uh, I, you know, I have another friend of mine that had a kidney transplant a few years ago. And the first thing she mentioned was that food started to taste better. Like before the transplant, she couldn't taste anything. Like food tasted like cardboard. And as soon as she had the transplant, it was like, oh, my God, I can taste food again. And she yeah. said the best thing she ever ate was like hospital roast beef or something like that, which I find really Ugh. difficult to believe. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it was different. Like food still tasted great to me, but I just had no desire to eat it um, before the transplant. At, at the last like two months, I didn't really care to eat anything. Like my portions were very small. I mean, I went one day with like two cups of coffee, two protein bars, and maybe like, you know, two cheese sticks and like 16 ounces of water. And that was it. That's all for the day. Um, but yeah, afterwards I was hungry and still hungry. So it's like, I enjoy food more. Um, I don't know if it, the taste was any different, but like, I, I just enjoy it more. I want to eat. And, you know, with the, the various things now where I had to avoid phosphorus and things of that nature, like now my phosphorus is low. So like, I'm like doing like two Cokes a day, you know, I'm trying to eat like phosphorus heavy, like food, like cheeses. I'm taking my phosphorus supplements that they gave me. So it, it's completely different. Like you can enjoy so much more food, like food that would have given me a heart attack for too many minerals. Now I can eat left and right. Like I can eat like tomatoes and like if I really wanted to, bananas and things wow. of that nature, beans, nuts. Uh, so man, I've been like gobbling a bunch of like you know cans of nuts like for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> you grow the fuck up. What is wrong with Sorry. you? I'm just gonna just laugh. I'm just gonna laugh. Hey, what's wrong with gobbling nuts? Oh my from god. The can? <laughs> oh my God! Grow up. So I got—I got to ask you this question because I've been dying to ask you. Yeah. Did you have your first beer? Yes, I did. Actually, thanks to uh, Keith Polis, it was uh, Trillium's Affogato. I had that last Friday, I believe. It was beautiful. I mean, and I got clearance from my doctors. By the way, that's one of the big things. Like, you have to make sure that they're okay with it. You know, I talked to my surgeon. He's like, yeah, sure, that's fine. Just don't go overboard. So I'm like, two, three, ten. He's like, <laughs> you know. Don't jump right back into the deep end, brother. Yeah. So, oh, so, no, I, I can't drink that much anymore. So going forward, what does that mean? Like, what do, what are what, are you allowed to drink? Uh, just it's super moderate or? Oh, yeah, super moderate. Like, I mean, I haven't really drank much of anything for the past two and a half years. I mean, I would have like maybe like a bourbon or a whiskey and then I'd be done. And with beer, 
I would take like a sip or two and then hand it off to 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 Dave because like I couldn't finish it because uh, that's just too much fluid to take in. Mm. So, but now I can you know drink and enjoy beers and I you know it's all craft beers that I drink now. You know I love something different, something great, and like the Weiss up here has a great selection. So, um, you know I'll have like one or two and that's it. So, so I was looking on your. Um back on your page and i remember after you got the kidney or right after you were about to get the kidney you, you posted this video in which they showed the surgery of how they put the kidney in and i was amazed in that they don't take any of the kidneys out they put a third kidney in is that right yeah that's right and there are people walking around with four or five kidneys what yeah so people who like had a third kidney and it didn't take and they just put another one in and they that didn't take and they put another one in yeah I mean, I, I think shit. the most is five I've heard of. Um, like, I know one of the dialysis patients had, I think he had four. How do they have so much, that much space inside their abdomen? Yeah. You find a way, man. They just tuck those <laughs> things in places. So what's, what's the rationale for not taking the old ones out? Um, because it'd just be too much of a surgery. Like, it's, like I said, like the surgery is worse on the live donor than it is on the actual recipient. Uh, they kind of go through your groin. They go through your side. Um, Minimum so scars. No scars? Minimum scars? What'd you say? Minimum scars. I mean, like, there, there's a scar on my groin, and there's a scar on my side, which is part of the whole issue. And, like, for me, it wasn't that bad. Like, yeah, I woke up. I mean, granted, I had a dilated button, so, I mean, I don't really know how much pain I probably was in. But uh, and then, that's, that's just the pain med? You can just keep pushing the button? Oh, yeah, every six minutes. Like, nice. After the, the, the catheter incidents, I was pushing that button like crazy. <laughs> I just wanted to forget. <laughs> Oh my god! That's that's cool. So, um, that yeah, that video was really cool. I, I don't know who made that video, but that's it was a uh, it was super awesome. And then uh, I'm yeah. sure we'll we'll link over to the uh, to the to the Q page for for uh, post posterity. Yeah, no, much appreciated. But yeah, it, it's it's fascinating how they do it. And like, I think that's one of the surgeries where people are the happiest to see you. Like, I go in and I'm a little overwhelmed, but they're like, oh yeah, you know, this is so great. And I'm like, whoa, all these people, and then they knock you out. It just it's like instantaneous and then you wake up and you're in recovery it's a little uncomfortable but you're you're there and, and it's over and you're still alive yeah you're still kicking you're still alive and yeah then, you know the it's at least like five to eight years on average that these last but they can last much longer i, I kind of want to beat the record the record now i think is 60 years with a transplanted kidney i'm sorry did you say five to eight years that's the average yeah that doesn't for, seem for very long yeah, for the cadavers, but then you have people that get rejected, quitting, uh, like rejection early. But then you have people that like long term. So it's it's one of those things you have to kind of learn to accept and know that in the back of your mind it's there. As long as you treat yourself right, treat the kidney right, it's really nothing to worry about. Um, it can go longer, um, but like the live donors tend to last longer. I think the average for them is like fifteen to twenty. Oh, I just assumed that it was just going to be with you until you until you die of other causes or natural causes. I didn't realize it was uh, you had an expiration date on that. I mean, it's it's the average. Like, like I said, like a lot, some people it, it may reject, um, and then that kind of adds into the statistic. Like they each center has to send their numbers compared to the region, compared to like the national average, and you get those periodically. But I mean, that's the average. I, I think this one and I can last for a little time. You know, once we have like our ten year anniversary, maybe I'll take it somewhere nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Maybe a trip to Maui. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> what would you tell somebody considering being an, an organ donor? It's the greatest thing in the world you can do. 
you're in and out in two days as far as that goes. And then of the 0.03 chance something actually happens and you need a kidney, you don't have to worry. You're at the top of the list. Automatic. Plain and simple. But like that happening is extremely rare. Like You can live with a, the one kidney. And the people that are chosen are super healthy in you know in like you know good shape like they could survive something like this no problem so it's it's the better part of the gene pool that become donors so you're gonna get you're gonna get some good uh you're gonna get some good hardware there uh hardware i hardware. mean you're making a, uh, like a body part it's, kind a, of t- it's, hard, oh, it's not okay. software I thought you were... it's, it's hardware uh, it's always it's hardware buddy <laughs> Um, so yeah. you would recommend you would recommend kidney donation to a friend? Absolutely. It's like a, it's I mean, it's five star Yelp review. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It, it just like having that kidney for the recipient. It's it's like the world becomes possible again. But it, it's it's a great thing to do. It, it helps to bring down that number of people that are in need. And you know, one less patient on there means another patient gets a chance to get a kidney because there's so few kidneys for all the people that are waiting and then people die on this list it's i mean it's really tragic and you kind of lose faith sometimes that you're going to get one it's i mean there have been days where i'm like this isn't happening like i'm just kind of going through the motions and once you get that kidney it's like you know someone drinking water versus and then you come along and you hand them the most delicious awesome beautiful beer in the world like literally going from like tasteless to like everything is wonderful well there you go what did we learn? I don't, I don't even want to. I just want to get out of the show because that was just that was perfect the way it was. But Zeman, what did you learn? Uh, what did I just learn? I just learned something. I learned that um, kidney donations have an expiration date. Yeah, there you go. Gantor, what'd you learn? Fuck catheters. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, Q, what else did you learn? Well, you know, through all of this, I've learned that you know my friends are wonderful people and. Without them, I wouldn't be here today from the support and the love. And uh, I also learned that Spear likes to talk about my hardware a little bit too much. There that kind go. of freaked me out, but that's cool, man. That's good. Uh, impressive well, hardware. Yeah, it's good hardware. Uh, what did I learn? I learned that you can save a life. You can give the gift of life if you sign up to be an organ donor. And I learned that I'm glad that you're still walking amongst us, buddy. You know, it's, Thanks, it was, man. It was dodgy back there, but I'm, I'm glad you're still here. Uh, it's... Uh, it would have totally bummed me out. So if you're glad Q is still walking amongst us or you want to be an organ donor, why don't you go ahead and let us know on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash listeners or listeners.com. You can check out the show on Stitcher Radio, on Apple Podcasts, or on Google Play. Just search for Four Listeners. It will pop right on up. And you can give us a tweet on the Twitters at Four Listeners. You can also check out Q's kidney page at Find a Kidney for Q. And, and Q, where, where can people go get some information about uh, being a, uh, a donor? Actually, if they message the page, I can set them up. That's something that I take seriously. So if someone said, hey, you know, I'm in such and such an area, and I really want to look into it, I'll find a center that's near them. Not a problem. And that way they can kind of do it. Most of the stuff's electronic. So anyone wants to reach out to the page and has any questions, they feel, feel free. I'll find you a center if you really want to donate. And just remember, their priority is you're comfortable with donating you're ready to donate, and you're eligible to donate. There you go. So the page is Find the Kidney for Q uh, on the Facebooks. Uh, Q, thanks a bunch, buddy. Yep. Really glad to thanks have you. Thanks for having back. me. And we thank all of you for checking us out this week, and we hope that you'll check us out again next week. Thanks a bunch, everybody. Make your moan. 
hand for smile. Gonna get those juices flowing. We're making love, baby, love, baby, love, 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 baby. Huh? Spear, you should uh, look into see if they do testicle donors. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> fuck you too, Q. <laughs> you should have done that. The Frey "How to Save a Life" song, Z. Yeah, I could have done that. Well, you got like pl- you, you got plenty of funny stuff in there. You talked about catheters for a good fifteen fucking minutes. <laughs> yeah, Spear kept trying was, to bring us back on topic. Yeah, like I was I was super into it. I was super <laughs> too. I wanted to learn all about catheters, man. You got, you're the only person I, I know who's ever had. Oh, one. the worst is the stent. The stent's much worse. What's the stent? Said, oh my god! Oh, <laughs> are we back on this again? You're you're tricking us because you said the stent makes it helps make it feel better. No, no, no! It helps it. Work, Open, it helps yeah. it stay in there. Yeah. It's this long metal piece. I thought it was just like a little like plastic piece they're gonna pull out. Dude, but, uh, yeah, they pull out this long tube, like metal. That tube, sounds like just... torture. Oh, it was. They're like just with <laughs> your toes. I bet some fucked up doctor thought up catheters as a way to torture people without getting in trouble for it, and then everybody's just gone along with it since. Like, why can't I just put a pee condom on my dick? Oh, pee it's into a pee it. condom. There you go. Dude, but why didn't anybody think about that? Up. Who who's near a computer right now? I am. Uh, everybody on the podcast. <laughs> someone someone Google catheter porn. No. Oh my god. <laughs> no. 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 Absolutely Dude, not. Sick. Nope. Xhamster.com slash catheter. No. 